millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello. Welcome to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly podcast in which I, Juno Dawson, Big Bound, and babyweight Dylan B. Jones get together <laughs> to discuss the timeless questions of Carrie Bradshaw on the HBO series Sex and the City, and we ask, were her musings still relevant for today? And this week, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 2, The Awful True. Tell us what happens. Give us a little little rundown, Dylan. So, the awful truth, we meet a very memorable guest star, oh. Susan Sharon. Oh my God, I love Susan Sharon so much. Susan Sharon, a cashmere saleswoman extraordinaire. She's a cashmere connection. A cashmere, a cash, she's a cash miracle. <laughs> but she is, because I tell you what, with I think she appears in two episodes. Yes. Susan Sharon feels like one of the most fleshed out characters. Yeah. And she, she only has an hour to do it in. And yeah. actually she she's, I mean, some of these sort of satellite characters who drift in and out of Carrie's life. They're kind of exactly that. They're kind of caricatures, a lot of them. Mm. But Susan Sharon is like a fully, like you care, I cared about her. Yeah. I felt bad for her when her husband was like, you you screaming at her. He's such a dickhead. Um, Yeah, but so that leads us nicely on to what the episode addresses, which is relationships and basically communication in relationships and Mm -hmm. how, how important it is. In the episode, Carrie hooks up. It's just, it's her birthday. Carrie celebrates her birthday for the first time. And um, she meets up with Susan Sharon, who has brought her back a beautiful $900 scarf yes. from Milan. And as they are chatting in Susan Sharon's apartment, her insane husband barges in and screams at Susan Sharon for waking him up because he's jet lagged. And you this... put Natalie and Brulier back in you too. <laughs> I mean, a sign of the times that anybody had a CD, <laughs> least of all a Natalie Imbruglia CD. This prompts Susan Sharon to ask Carrie, should I leave him? Mm, yeah. Which puts her in an awful quandary about in situations like this, which is an, a no-win situation. Yeah. Do you tell your friends the truth or do you give them a kind little white lie? I think that was a bad example because in that in that kind of situation when someone literally has like an abusive husband, then obviously you'd be for the good of your friend, you'd be like, obviously leave him, or I would anyway. But, oh, but... it's a valid like mm. we've all I, I totally understand where it's an interesting question for the show to ask. Yes. And one that we've all 
experienced. I so think. let's deal with this first because it is the main the main story, which is Carrie's dilemma about whether or not she tells Susan Sharon the truth. Yeah. And Carrie, she does her best, bless her. She says, you know, are you happy? If you're not happy, you should leave. But I think, and again, we've said this so many times, Sex and the City was bold. It takes yeah. on some big themes. Now, to the best of what we've seen on screen, Susan Sharon's husband is a yappy little man with a bad temper, but he's not necessarily physically abusive. We certainly don't see yeah. that. And then um, at the end, you kind of... Yeah, I, I maybe my use of the word abusive was a bit unfair. Well, I know, because I think that's fair, because if he is constantly putting Susan Sharon down... Yeah. And, but at the end, you kind of see her, like, giving as good as... Like, she'll be like, oh, no, you shut the fuck up. And, like, mm. it's kind of... You kind of get the impression that it's a bit of a two-way street, just, which yeah. makes it a bit better, I guess. But it's it's a really tough one, and I think a lot of people out there will, will desperately sympathise with this plot line because and clearly not going to be naming any names at this one over the years you know I've known people both men and women who have been in relationships <clears throat> where I should have said mm. get out but you don't and what it boils down to is that friendship yeah. and and so you sort of have to do and Carrie didn't talk about this which was you know if I tell Susan Sharon that her husband is an asshole and then they get back together, I'm the bitch that called her husband an asshole. Yeah. A long, long time ago, a friend of mine w was in a gay couple um, with a guy that we all really disliked as a group of friends. Mm. And we were hearing snippets. Granted, we were hearing snippets from one side that rang alarm bells, throwing crockery at each other and lock people getting locked out of houses in the middle of the night. Really right. fucked up stuff. Right. And at one point things got so bad that the, our friend came to stay with another friend and a few of us did say, thinking it was over, oh my God, thank God you got out. We don't think that was a healthy relationship. And then they did get back together. And that really was the end. We lost that friend. And it was only very recently that I went out for a coffee with him, sort of last, last year, <clears throat> and a lot of water had gone under the bridge. And he said, oh God, yeah, you know, that relationship was really abusive and it ended up in court. You know, he ended up getting arrested. <laughs> and we so, were like... hello. Do you know what? I would be... Th there also comes a point as well where I would say if you give someone advice and then they don't take it and then things get screwed up but they're annoyed at you for it um i'd be like well no it's completely on you because i told you but leaving relationships and leaving abusive relationships is incredibly complicated. yes we yeah that's a very good point we don't want a victim blame no um yeah i don't know i'm not articulating very well what, how i feel about this i'm just trying to think of like it's just because there's so many examples. It, it's so nuanced, isn't it? Mm. It's it's unique to every every relationship's different. I think and this is by sort of <clears throat> women's charities because this is domestic violence is an issue that disproportionately affects women. You know, women's charities have skilled counsellors on hand to extrapolate women from those situations. And in fact, actually, this has happened on more than one occasion where where one partner has become financially dependent on the other as well. Yeah, that's not now, good. It depends, you know, sometimes I would say, has a coercive partner 
engineered a situation where their partner has become entirely dependent on them for literally food. Mm. And then that makes it incredibly difficult to leave. I mean, in this case, going back to the episode, we know that Susan Sharon, as a accessories buyer, probably has Self, her own yep, means, which is yep. a good thing. Yep. And I remember one's friend saying, you should always have your escape money, which is every smart person out there should have that little secret bank account with £500 in, and that's your get-out money. Yeah. Like, if you needed to do a midnight flit, yeah. could you afford to do it? Yeah, I think you're right. Some couples <clears throat> are naturally bickery. Yeah. I, I do not enjoy a bicker. But I've seen some couples who actually seem to kind of get off on it. It makes me quite uncomfortable. With bickering. Yeah. Particularly when there are some, I know like a couple of couples actually, who their kind of sport seems to be to kind of take each other down and like belittle each other. Oh, fuck that. And it's quite equal. So it's not like it's one of them bullying another. So at least that's good. But I'm kind of sitting there like... This is really awkward. <laughs> um, stop it. It's like when you go, do you remember like if you would go to a friend's house and they'd be like really rude to their mum and you'd just be like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's the same thing. They'd be like, God, shut mom, up, why mom. don't you fuck off? Why don't like, you give your cheese pasty to some other cunt? Like Jamaica, like it didn't ask to be born, mum. <laughs> but it's like, that's what these couples are like to each other. And it's like, what are you doing? Oh God, no. <laughs> and it's exhausting. It's not my flavour it's not something I would enjoy but at the same time as Carrie does point out with Susan Sharon that's is it their, for is it foreplay that's their jam yeah and for some yeah. people it is I think that a good way I've just thought of like a good way of kind of circumventing that situation mm. though when your friend says to you what should I do yeah is tell them what you think but then end it by saying but it's not my choice it's on you like you're the one who has to decide but then that could still be oh I don't know it's it's, it's a re and this is again <clears throat> Sex and the City. Granted, this episode ran at twenty five minutes long. How on <laughs> earth is Carrie Bradshaw going to sort out, you know, potential emotional abuse of a relationship? I mean, we've been discussing the first five minutes for like a while. <laughs> like, because, <laughs> and again, sometimes, and I'm sure you know later on when we get to the episodes about kind of death <clears throat> and bereavement and abortion, you yeah. know, they, they dealt with these huge issues with with the kind of a brevity, which is maybe a good thing because you know it wasn't a big serious show about domestic violence. Um, but it was it was definitely there, sort of in the subtext. I mean, I always think the good advice. Possibly, if I'd been Carrie, what I would have said to Susan Sharon is, if the tables were turned, what would you tell me to do? Yeah, yeah, that's you know, so that's a good way of putting it. Treat I think. yourself the way you would treat your best friend, kind of. Yeah. And sometimes I think <clears throat> when, when you're in your relationship, you don't treat yourself the way that you would treat your little sister or that you would treat a newborn sparrow. Mm, kind of. That's um, true. You think of yourself as this big, strong person. Or a lot of people, but you don't have to think of yourself. Or worthless. I think sometimes abusive partners, they belittle your esteem so much that you think you're not deserving of a better relationship. And maybe this guy who did, let's face it, you know, on... Her, on their wedding day, he said Susan Sharon looked generic. Yeah, you know, possibly he has diminished her self worth so much that she doesn't think she is deserving of a partner that doesn't scream at her in the middle of the night. Yeah, um, and that's why, while this episode I enjoyed it in lots of ways, I was left with a bit of a hmm. Mm. Although to tie off <laughs> that storyline, don't worry, listeners. Charlotte gives them a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Yeah, I was kind of like, I don't know, I was happy for Susan Sharon. And I quite liked that end scene of them both sitting on the sofa, both yelling at the dog. It was, Shut the fuck up. In a, yeah, in a way it was kind of sweet, but I had the same feeling as you. I was like, yeah, but you haven't really resolved it. Like, you haven't really, like, you've just tied up this, like, huge issue with, like, getting a dog. I mean, <laughs> it's and like, it's all no. I'm worried, slightly worried for Henry as well. Henry. I think Henry the dog possibly deserves better than being screamed at. He shit all over Charlotte's perfect world. <laughs> he did. I mean, Charlotte is that typical person who absolutely should never have got a dog. Although she does later. I do she love... Very well. Oh, Elizabeth Taylor. She gets Elizabeth Taylor, yeah. <laughs> I do love... Having said that I love season two, Charlotte has not fared well so far. In episode one, she had a storyline about balls. And in episode two, she <laughs> had a storyline about a dog. Like, she's not, she's not doing very well. In ve- um, very much sort of the fourth the fourth girl again yeah again because we said that at the start of season one didn't we possibly Charlotte's not going to get a significant storyline until next year when Trey turns up yeah so she's going to be getting the weird story of the week Trey Kyle McClacken is that how you say it yeah I was saying McLaughlin McLaughlin we follow him on uh, Instagram. <laughs> That's how I got to thinking count. Follows Should we him. try to get him on? <gasps> that would be great. Oh my God, can I tell you about this thing very briefly before we go to commercial? Yeah. I've become obsessed with this thing called Cameo. Okay. Which is, it's the maddest thing. It's oh, is that where you pay people to... You pay celebrities yeah. to give you like a happy birthday greeting. I saw my friend got Kim Wood... Or like a friend got Kim Woodburn to do one for... Well... Josh Thingy's birthday. Dylan B. Jones. For $60, you can get a greeting from Stanford Blatch. <gasps> Can we get a guest spot on? <laughs> can, we, can he be the best guest on the podcast? Done, we should. Well, we can pay. He can't turn us down. But now that we said this, whenever if ever we get one of the Sex and the City people to guest star, people will be like, oh, they've just chucked them 60 times. Worth it when we want what to is... pay them for their time. But wait, but this is where it gets dark now. So for $60, we can have Stanford Black. Uh-huh. Or for $100, we can have Anthony Marantina or Harry Goldenblatt. So why is why are they worth more than Stanford? Well, I don't know, because I think Stanford did more episodes. Maybe Mar- Anthony Marantino does have a very distinctive voice. voice. But now this is where it gets really <laughs> that you're going to shit. Because well, Max, found, my partner found this while I was in the toilet brushing my teeth yesterday. And he went, Juno, Juno, guess who I found? And I went through. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. <gasps> How much is Sarah? Wait, wait, wait there. But it was $1,500 okay. for all going to the New York Ballet, which feels <laughs> so on brand. So on that brand. That is so, yeah, that is so Sarah Jessica Parker. And like, of course, she's like a, what's the word, benefactor of the New York, oh, SJP. We'll be right back after these short messages from our sponsor. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Season two is sponsored by the lovely Brighton Gin. And in honor of that, each episode, either Juno or I will be reading a gorgeous gin recipe. Mm, what have we got this week? This week, we have got a gin fizz. One of my faves. Um, nice kind of bougie theatres sell gin fizz, don't they? Mm-hmm. While you watch like a nice sort of edgy play. <laughs> uh, you will need 50 millilitres of Brighton Gin. 25 millilitres of lemon juice, a dash of sugar syrup, some ice, sparkling water, and a slice of lemon. You pour out the Brighton gin, lemon juice, and sugar syrup into a cocktail shaker and fill it with ice cubes. Give it a shake until the outside feels cold and then strain into a tall glass filled with ice and top up with sparkling water and then throw a nice slice of lemon on top. Fancy. Even I could manage that one, I think. I think most, I think it's Mm -hmm. fair to say most people could manage that one. So, I mean, the question at hand this week is, are there certain things in a relationship you just can't say? Yeah. Interesting question. Because obviously this this brings us now to our second plot line, which is it's finally the day of <laughs> reckoning for Samantha and James's tiny penis. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Samantha gives terrible advice in this episode. She says, never communicate in relationships. Relationships are built on lies. And that gives us an interesting glimpse into Samantha's psyche. That and the fact that she avoids therapists. Like the plague. Yeah. Also interesting that therapists in TV shows always, always wear chunky necklaces and like sort of silky... Pashmina. Pashmina scarves, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, They go see Velma Rubin, author of Into Me See. Who says, I hear that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that is kind of that whole plot line is worth it just for for what can I say? I love a big dick. I hear that. Uh, Yeah, terrible advice from Samantha. Uh, Again, that buzzword, communicate. Mm -hmm. It's very easy, all well and good to say, oh, you should communicate. I know it's difficult. But I think there shouldn't be anything that you can't say in a relationship. I think you should be able to say anything. I think you're right. I think... Because I was thinking about this, and initially I came up with that list of, you know, oh, you know, can we give our listeners some sort of golden rules about never do this, never do no. this, never do this. But actually, <clears throat> and this is where I'm sure people will be like, who the fuck is this smug bitch? Um, I don't <laughs> think there is anything I wouldn't say to Max. Case in point, um, a few couple of weeks ago we were in bed. And his breath did smell. Oh, and yeah. I would want to know if my breath yeah. was bad. I would want to know. And I said, dear God, I hope on the uh, day, because it will happen, <laughs> when I come for a kiss with bad breath, that you say, Juna, it smells like Prince has crawled up onto your face <gasps> and, and a taken poop. a bab in your mouth. <laughs> taken a bab? A bab. Oh. Is that not what you call poos down here? I don't know. Um, I've never heard it. I'll add it to the 
vernacular. <laughs> yeah, same. Again, I don't want to sound like a smug bitch, but there's nothing I would say to not say to Chris either. I wonder if I'm sure. In fact, I know there are lots of people who keep things who don't want to say certain things in relationships. I will say, like, it depends at the start of a relationship. Mm. Obviously, like, don't start with saying, like, how many this. kids do you want? <laughs> yeah, and like, so. we've come at that really from our experience of people who've been in quite long-term relationships. <clears throat> yeah. So actually, maybe there are things you shouldn't say. On a first day. Early on, yeah. Maybe, I think maybe we can sort of <laughs> re-jazz the question to what what are the rules of a first date. And yeah, my God. Don't talk about exes. Try not to go, I mean, no one even goes first, so don't even talk about politics. Oh my God, ooh. Um, or religion, yeah. money, money can be just, a difficult just one. Just fun, fizzy things. Like yeah. gin cocktails. Gin, like a gin cocktail. <laughs> like a Brighton gin Brighton cocktail. Gin. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think, but certainly in, maybe that is the test of a relationship. Maybe if you're in a healthy relationship, you should be able to say anything. And I think that very much is apparent with James and Samantha's relationship, which has been thwarted right from day one by their inability to talk about this mm-hmm. elephant in the room, which is the fact that he, and it's nothing to do with his dick. It's the fact it's to do with his not making her come. That's yeah. the problem. It's on her as well, because she had just hasn't said anything about any of it to him. Yeah, and we, we said, I think we said last time, you know, had Samantha right up front just said, James, you know, sometimes to get off, I like to finger myself yeah. or use a vibrator. Yeah. Then, well, we saw the reaction, the very childish reaction that James has, which is, did you ever stop to think your vagina is just too big? Um, <laughs> which is so ridiculous. And it, so, I mean, in the way he deserves everything he gets because yeah. it's such an infantile response. Very male response. Yeah, and then this issue <laughs> Blame is... Blame it on the woman. Is, it'll happen to the next woman that yeah. he approaches in a jazz club. Yeah. You know, kind of... Um, he'll, you know... I like, love Miranda and the dirty talking. This oh is my like God, one hilarious. of my favourite I once watched things. this episode with my mother and we were both <laughs> cackling because it's so funny. A big, hard rock. <laughs> oh, the sausage. A sausage. A sausage. <laughs> Um, and and I, also... I really love this is such a small thing but I really love that when you see particularly Cynthia Nixon in sex scenes she looks a bit fucked yeah she looks dishe- dishevelled yeah she looks like she's had sex yeah. and I really really love that because actually the other three are prone to looking quite yeah. well preserved Primped. during sex Primped. I would like to reiterate my statement from the last episode that Cynthia Nixon is amazing like mm-hmm. a great actor uh, I also loved when they were discussing being... So this storyline is about whether you want to, like, talk during sex, like yeah. dirty talk. And I love when they're discussing it at brunch. And Charlotte's like, yeah, like, just say, <laughs> yeah, yeah fucker, like that. And yeah, it's like, just like that, faster fucker. <laughs> I love these little glimpses of Charlotte being, like, a little bit kind of... A bit more she than a you freak. expect. Yeah. She a freak. And it's brilliant. Um, but, yeah, talking in bed... What do we think? <laughs> Talking during sex? The, the sad thing is it does work. Oh. It's just whether or not you can be asked. I, I mean, I am Miranda. I love it being done to me. But when it comes to me saying things, I'm like, uh, You're uh, a vocal bottom, Dylan. Well, but no, I'm not. I'm the opposite. I'm a not vocal, a non-verbal. A non-verbal <laughs> um, bottom. But I'm very like, I have the same response as Miranda. I'm just like, yeah, it's great. I do enjoy it a lot when people do it to me, when people talk to me. But I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> In terms of me doing it, when, when I get going, 
hard to start. Really? To be oh. Um, and but the thing is, I will say this: it's one of those things that you can see it having a response. In right your, in your partner, and this is nothing. I'm not saying anything about Max, but you you know it. I've I've seen, I've seen it work, and I think especially guys like it when girls do it because uh, it kind of, you know, it's that kind of whole Madonna Hall thing. Kind yeah, of, the kind of the destruction of innocence. Yeah, it? yeah, kind of like oh, she's so pretty, she... has such a potty mouth. <laughs> um, although we don't, I don't talk about potty stuff during. <laughs> no, but, um, that's not that the wouldn't one. be cute. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it it does work, and I think I have sympathy with both Miranda and Charlotte, which is, you know, I think the I'm going to come, I'm going to come is the absolute least you can do. Yeah. I, do I think know, that's yeah. standard, standard. Like, for everyone because it's more just like you kind of need to know as well when someone's going to so that mm-hmm. you can kind of sync up sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. But sort of, yeah, usually, you know, tell, telling them about their penises. Uh-huh. You know, everybody likes to hear that, I guess. Just of, a running kind of, not running commentary. Oh, my that God, sounds. no. That's, <laughs> but well, just that was because like that guy, the guy that Miranda was with was way that too, was much, too much. That was too much. That was too much. Um, and I loved it as well when she was like, and you really like a finger in your ass. <laughs> Which I think in the year of our Lord 2020, I hope that men wouldn't still be so yeah. freaked out. It made me wonder, this is something I don't know about and you might be able to enlighten me on. Mm. Straight men and bums. Mm. Where are we on that in 2020? <laughs> what, what are they? Do we not? I mean, I'm not asking you to talk yeah, about they, like they, personal yeah, experience. No, for, in my experience, they want they want a bit of attention. Wow. Okay. Good for great. Great. So it's just a prostate thing. I think yeah. basically the prostate <clears throat> stimulation was a mystery to the straight man. I'm well, maybe so... they weren't. Maybe it was just being done a bit like, as in this episode, is it Stanford or Samantha says, you know, all guys like it. They just don't want you to yeah. their attention to it. I'm so sad that toxic masculinity has deprived men of, of a G-spot for such a yeah. long time. And I really hope that that is being resolved. Well, now the secret <laughs> is out. The secret is yeah. out. And let's, I mean, let's just say it definitively once and for all. There is nothing emasculating about prostate massage. Absolutely not. It's... Cisgender men have a prostate. It feels nice when you prod it. More enjoy, and more, enjoy. More and more, more and more people, partly thanks to this podcast, are learning what pegging means. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing it's no, <laughs> here's the twist. I just fucking hate doing it. I spend a fortune on my nails. <laughs> I don't want to put my manicure up there because I will say this again: <laughs> sweeping generalization. Are you ready? Brace yourselves, listeners. Straight men, I doubt, are doing the same necessary prep and care of the area ahead of sex. Yes. And I think everyone probably can, even though we haven't described it too explicitly, people can probably draw conclusions from that. So if there are any straight men listening, maybe take note of that. If you, I mean, maybe we should do like a side story about... (laughs) <laughs> something which never came up in or a whole decision. podcast a whole podcast <laughs> um, yeah a whole second one sign us up Acast anal pair with Juna and Dylan another th- little note that I made should we are we finished with that subject now yeah. <laughs> I, think we, I think we I really think for the ongoing sake of our podcast we should stop talking about the kimono's it. back Carrie's kimono mm-hmm. from the art launch she seems to be wearing it as a dressing gown she wears now. it around the house yeah. in, do you know yes she wears it to the gallery she wears it around great good for her re-wearing and that was something I did once read an interview with Patricia Field and 
she was a huge fan of reusing Carrie's costumes. I like that. I like that because it's realistic. Yeah, and it gives the characters more of a character. Mm. I think Miranda wears the same outfit a couple of like a few times as well. Yeah, it's it is realistic. Yeah, Mm. it's good. It gives them more of a personality as well. I think this is one of the few, the last ever times we had the Vox Pops. Yeah. I think after the next couple of episodes, we don't see these ever again. Yeah. And I did love the Beret woman. I'm a 38-year-old woman in New York who still wants to get married. And then that smile. I don't want to know the truth. I I actually wrote, love the woman in the red (laughs) I've got Beret woman in capital letters. This is why we're doing the podcast. This is why we're doing it together. Um, I suppose we should talk about Carrie and Big. Big is back. Big is back. Big is back. I love that they all conclude that he's selfish for sending her roses. Roses. But I kind of know what they mean. Like, it's a bit kind of... Um, well, it's the first, it's him wheedling back. Yeah. He gets back in. And it's a bit emotional blackmail isn't it? Like, mm. Well, he says, he says he meant to send to them, or that he was, his assistant has alerted him to her birthday. Yeah. Um, and then, and I would do this as well, you know, that sort of thing where you just can't stop yourself. You should come yeah. along. I thought that bit was really like, realistic. Fuck, like, why the fuck did I do that? And then. I thought that was great, because that mm. is the sort of thing that you say where you're, you're like, oh, it's just like a glitch and you just say it and you're like, oh, you should come. And then straight afterwards you do the forehead smack. Like, why did I do that? Yeah. Mistake. So she invites him <clears throat> to a Moroccan restaurant where there's a belly dancer <laughs> and they all hang out. But he's back. Yeah. And I remember at the time when I first saw this, and I think I would have been, what, 19, I think. And I was so kind of like, no, Carrie, no, yeah. do not let him back in. And and alas, she does. Yeah. He's back. It lasted one episode. How does it? I can't remember how it ends. They're just sort of walking along the street, aren't they? We don't really find mm. out what happens. We find out next week, I suppose. Yes. So he's he's back in her life. Yeah. Um, it, di- it didn't take long. A good episode, but not a very strong conclusion. No, I must admit... Now, the last five minutes, I don't really have any notes on it. Same. I'm slightly lost. Same. Lost I think I'd give this episode... Four, a generous four scrunchies, mm. maybe three. I'm gonna say three. I think, I think Susan Sharon stuff is great. Yeah. I think obviously Velma Rubin is worth it for her one line. Miranda. Okay. Um. So I mean, the, the, there's a, there's a lot good going on, but I'm, I was left slightly frustrated because. <clears throat> Oh, it's all a bit convenient, isn't it? Sort of like, oh, got an abusive partner? Get a dog. Have mm. a baby. Argue about that instead. Put a plaster on it. Put a, yeah, Band-Aid baby. Band-Aid yeah. dog. Um, yeah. But there's, yeah, there was some good, good stuff in there. But like it? you say, like, it is good that they at least touch on these issues. I think it's better that they touch on them and make us think about them rather than just not, rather than just doing something easy. Mm-hmm. And in conclusion, we have decided that is there anything you can't say in a relationship? No. No, unless it's very early on. Unless it's very early on. But if communication is the foundation of a relationship, if you can't talk to your partner, it's heading heading for Dr. Velma Rubin's (laughs) office, I think. What can I say? I like a big dick. Next week, 
we will be discussing um, The Freak Show. The Freak Show, yeah. Which is one of, I think it was voted one of the best episodes of all time. Uh huh. And we're going to be joined by the very, very lovely um, Natasha Devon. Yeah. You know her from Off Your Telly Box. She's a mental health campaigner and she's a good friend of mine as well. And so she'll be here to, to ask, are all men freaks? Yeah. And I'm sure she'll have opinions. Yeah. Great. Amazing. Until next time, um, you've been listening to at Juno Dawson and at Dylan B. Jones LDN. <laughs> well, look, it's really difficult. The editor of GQ is called Dylan Jones as well. It's a struggle. It's, Although I have been invited to a lot of events that I probably shouldn't have been for this that reason. Is true. Um, Why am I at Fashion Week? <laughs> um, we are at Sigurd Podcast, I believe, yes. on both Twitter and Instagram. Do join us there for all the between shows gossip. Um, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.